0: This podcast is presented by SoCalREN, the Southern California Regional Energy Network. We're a collection of local governments that come together to promote energy efficiency programs for residents, businesses, and public agencies. Welcome to re Communities, your connection to conversations about energy efficiency that can help you influence change at home, at work, and in your community. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, our host, Julie Castro, welcomes Pam Bold, Executive Director at High Sierra Energy Foundation. They'll talk about how partnering with SoCalREN has helped to promote a culture of energy efficiency and sustainability in the Eastern Sierra
1: area, including Inyo and Mono counties. Let's listen in to learn more. Pam, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you tell us about your background and your path to joining High Sierra Energy Foundation? Yeah, so I
2: um, went to school and got a degree and from there I went into the tech field and spent just a little over a decade in different um, arenas in, in technology. I worked for a uh, internet caching company then. Um, and from there I was as a stay-at-home parent for like 13 years, um, you know, and I feel like super privileged to be able to have done that. I knew the past Executive Director of the High Sierra Energy Foundation just through community um, you know, interactions. I did a lot of volunteer work um, throughout the community, so I had a really nice base of contacts and um, an opportunity came that he was looking for someone to do some outreach. Energy has always been something that I've been really interested in. Um, so started working with the High Sierra Energy Foundation, worked here for a few years under the founding executive director, and when it was time for him to retire, um, I took over the role and couldn't be happier. I love that I'm learning something new every day, that this is a space that is of great interest to me. Um, And that I feel like we, you know, have an opportunity to really impact our community and,
1: you know, the greater state, country, world (laughs) by the actions that we take every day. I am surprised to hear that you didn't have an extensive background in energy. Um, What's the best way to get integrated and to, you know, be as much of an expert as you are now? You just become a sponge.
2: Um, You know, there's wonderful podcasts. (laughs) I learned a lot through reading. Um, I had a wonderful connected group of colleagues throughout the rural energy efficiency space that um, took me in. The founding executive director had been a very long time energy efficiency um, practitioner, and he was at Harvard MBA, and he taught me a lot. The rest was self-taught and um, provided you know, by other people. Um, you know around me who had been in the space what's so wonderful about this this you know where we're at is that there's so much happening and so, like how we'll be getting our energy and where it's coming from and the impact it's in such a dynamic state that you know even if you ha- if i had a degree from 30 years ago it would be irrelevant at this point right you know you have to um be tapped into where you can where you can learn
1: So with the energy industry continuing to evolve, how does the High Sierra Energy Foundation plan to make an impact in Southern California communities? Our
2: mission is to promote the culture of energy efficiency and sustainability in the Eastern Sierra. And when we say the Eastern Sierra, we specifically do our work in Inyo and Mono counties. Um, Sometimes we will partner with other agencies <clears throat> to extend throughout the entire Sierra range. Delivering um, programs to rural areas needs a different approach. It's Eastern Sierra specific, but we we get inputs from a lot of you know the other areas in, in rural California.
1: Can you tell us a little bit more about the communities that High Sierra Energy Foundation serves and what they look like? I'd just like to say that that our communities are Extremes are displayed everywhere. Between those two counties,
2: which is 13,222 square miles, there's the lowest elevation in Death Valley and the highest peak um, in the continental US. In Death Valley, oftentimes, you know, it can reach well into the 120 plus. Um, you know, we can have minus 29 degrees um, in Bodie State Park. We can have drought in one region um, and then the Mammoth Lakes area. It's nothing for us to have thirty feet of snow. Um, the extremes are just so blatant, even within our own communities and within the state of California. We we do not depict what most people think of as um, you know California climate. We have a world class ski area, so there's wealth that comes around that. But then we have some areas in in your county that have, I think, a medium income of you know twelve thousand dollars fifteen thousand dollars the housing stock is very varied there's a lot of manufactured and mobile homes In there are you know mega mansions um, and in mono county there's actually as many residences as there are for accounted population based on census there's a lot going on here (laughs) it's very large but the full-time population um, is very small. Half of an NFL stadium would be our entire two counties worth of populations. This isn't quintessential California and energy efficiency education outreach and programs can't be delivered in a typical fashion.
1: Would you say there's any lessons learned um, in these two counties from uh, having to deal with weather extremes that uh, California could learn? You can't underestimate the need for
2: and the benefits of weatherization, you know, it's amplified in in these extreme regions where it can be so hot or so cold and, and weather impacts. A lot of our work is very focused specifically on energy efficiency. Um, I'd like to see more of a role in ensuring that weatherization is done prior to um, some of our efficiencies. There's a order of operation before you put renewables on, make sure you're doing your efficiency. I think we should be taking a step back and ensuring that weatherization is,
1: is done properly before we go to those next um, two interventions. Pivoting a bit here, how long have you uh, partnered with SoCalREN and what is the focus of your partnership? We actually signed the contract March,
2: 2020, <laughs> right before the pandemic um, began. You know, we've had to adapt a lot of what our original um, outreach and engagement strategies were. Um, Our focus with the SoCal Ren is on public agencies, tribal and um, school district, and um, the multifamily program, which includes energy efficient measures in multifamily properties and the Kits for Kids program, um, which is outreach to, to our schools. And we've been doing youth education the entire time of um, that the High Sierra Energy Foundation has been around. Now we're actually getting to to bring it to elementary grades. And I actually go out and do curriculum, and I work in the classrooms when we're presenting that program, and
1: I love it. Of all of those opportunities that you've had to engage with SoCal Ren, what would you say has been the greatest achievement of this partnership so far? During
2: the pandemic, we really turned our focus. We knew that the municipalities and schools were going under. They had so much on their plate. We shifted our focus to water and wastewater. They weren't as impacted with new regulations and, and that type of thing. And also, they're one of the most energy-intensive operations within our public agencies. We have signed all of the water water, wastewater public agencies in the region and have worked with them. And we've we've done extensive extensive audits. And um, some of these agencies are small agencies. Most of them are capacity constrained and don't have resources to look at from an efficiency perspective. Being able to provide those agencies with you know, expert engineering services is something that they would not even know that they needed to do or wouldn't have had the resources financially and probably from a capacity perspective to, to do that um, and to look at their operations and to get expert advice. That's the most um, rewarding part. So far, um, about the the program and our and our partnership with the SoCal REN being able to provide those services to
1: these agencies who would would not have been able to partake in them. Looking ahead, what would you say the foundation's main concerns or priorities are
2: um, within these organizations and agencies? Um, there's there's so many demands on their time and and um, prioritizing. Making sure that um, the powers that be are informed about, you know, what resources are available or could be available to them. Also, resiliency and the need for more remote resiliency throughout our communities. Also, as we go towards more electrification, ensuring community resilience centers that could have their own source of power um, that could get us through, you know, some some difficult times. Our grid um, here is actually very reliable. I mean, we did have one community that, you know, their power was taken out by an avalanche. Some of those smaller communities in in the northern part of of Mono County didn't have power for five days. If we could be putting more resiliency into both our remote regions and some of the more um, populated
1: areas. Do you know if there's any um ongoing initiatives to um, invest in any resilience infrastructure? There's
2: a fair amount of funding out there, and it goes back to the people that, um, and the agencies, do they have the capacity to go after it? It's hard for, you know, capacity-constrained agencies to really have the technical resources um, to go
1: after funding like that. What Additional resources would High Sierra Energy Foundation need to help these communities tackle these priorities and challenges.
2: One is technical expertise. Oftentimes, you have to have pretty fleshed-out design and um, analysis of what it is, um, you know, how much it's going to cost, environmental impacts, etc. Number two, capacity at the agency level. Free money isn't free if you know it takes a lot of time, um, you know, away from another project that might be higher on a priority list for um, your local government. And then three, on the reporting side, when the reporting is so onerous that it takes as much time to report as it
1: does to implement, it just needs more resources to be able to do that. Between federal, state, foundation opportunities. What do you think is the best opportunity for funding or technical resources to be able to achieve some of these uh, goals and priorities?
2: We're seeing the pipeline um, of funds, you know, coming down or or being announced. And those opportunities are exciting to see. Um, but if you can't really find a way to access them for your communities, Um, that's the challenge. The
1: funding's there, but how can you really bring
2: that to your community?
1: I want to thank you so much for joining Pam and sharing your insights on how you joined the energy industry and sharing more about High Sierra Energy Foundation.
0: Remember that reducing your energy use today means securing a safer, more affordable, and sustainable tomorrow. For more information on energy efficiency opportunities that can help you save energy and money, visit SoCalRen.org or call 877-785-2237.